if you turn on the uh, TV and you watch news much, uh, you'll probably have to be taking antidepressants. And it's tough. There's, uh, there's a lot of things that can give a person an attitude if you let it. Uh, if you put gas in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. The whole, whole thing with taxes and, uh, health care and, you know, it just, just one kind of dominoes right into the other. And we live in a world that is absolutely dying for lack of good news. We do. We have the answer. And I think tonight uh, God just wants to remind us we win. Uh, It's going to be worth it all someday. Uh, Turn your uh, Bibles open to the 32nd chapter of Deuteronomy. I had this scripture jump out at me a short while ago. Uh, I don't know how many weeks ago. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I ever got opportunity to preach again, this is where it was going to start. This is one of those that just grabbed me. Verse 4, Deuteronomy 32, verse 4 says, He is the rock. (laughs) You could just stop right there and that would preach all night long. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. He's the rock. He is the rock. His work is perfect. He is in the middle of it. We're in the middle of it right now. God is doing a work. This is not the finished product, what you and I see. As we watch TV, as we look at one another, it is not the finished product. One day, I will look different. (laughs) One day we will. One day we'll have new bodies. Yes, I'm with you, sister. We will have new bodies, and they won't hurt, won't ache. Yes. God has a a perfect plan for us. He really does. And sometimes we can get so caught up into news and into what we hear that it immediately will take our joy away. It does. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So I pray tonight that there is not a person in this place that would not leave him without being encouraged tonight. I I pray that God would just encourage you. Uh, Isaiah 9. Isn't it amazing that if, when Jesus said this gospel shall be preached, uh, the word gospel everyone knows in the Greek, that just means good news. He said, I wish there was some good news. Isn't it amazing that God left us good news and we won't read it? We'd rather listen to bad news than read good news because it's easier and what it does it the bad news that we hear attacks our spirit it does oh it it will kill you that's why the word of god says you be careful who you hang around with because if if you have a tendency to hang around with a gossiper 
it, it'll it'll tear you apart. Because a man has joy by the answer of his mouth. We always hear this at Christmas time, but I just want you to look at verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, our God. But look at verse 7. Of the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon His kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment, And with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I don't care what CNN says. I don't care what Fox News says. God's kingdom and peace is increasing. His kingdom is increasing today, right now. As we speak, God's kingdom, not the enemy's kingdom. You read the news, you listen to the news, you read the paper. It seems like the enemy is is this thing messing up. Is it too close to my mouth? That better? If you hear, if you listen to the news, it seems like we're losing. But God says of the increase of his kingdom, there will be no end. I'm telling you, God's kingdom is increasing right now. Oh, it is. You don't have to feel it. Because the Word of God says we don't walk by faith, right? Or, I mean, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. I I know uh, Marsh and I were blessed uh, to have a week away. Uh, We went to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. And uh, there was one incident in which I probably should have walked by sight. Uh, we were, uh, we went into a Cracker Barrel to eat, and we were finished. And so, uh, Marsha went in the restroom first, and I said, you know what, I think I'm going to go to the restroom too. And when you come back out, so I waited on her to come back out, and, uh, and I went in, and I'm going, I'm frantically in the, in the bathroom there. I'm checking every stall door because every stall is, is, is closed. It's locked. Dang, going finally the end when was it was open. So I was able to get in there. And, uh, I finish, I open up the door and I'm, I'm getting ready to go to the sink and wash my hands. And, uh, right there beside me is a, a woman. And I said, to her, one of us is in the wrong bathroom, and I hope it's you. And then as I examined closely, I noticed there were uh, no urinals. I said, I'm going to go outside and look at the door. So I went outside and looked at the door. It said women. I said, oh, my Lord, I was afraid of this. I thought it might be me. So the, the lady, the lady was a good sport. But here's the problem: 
I think all those cracker barrels ought to have either all the men's in the same place, no matter which one you go in. Because if you go to the one over there in Cambridge, the men's room's on the left. Is it not? You been there? It's on the left. Guess what? That one down in Gatlinburg's on the right. So it would have done me well one time to walk by sight. And I was in there, and I, I told Marcia, I've always had this nightmare that happened to walk in. Uh, the, the blessing in the whole thing was there are four stalls in there, and I checked every door. The, the first three, and I thought, thank God they were locked. Oh, my gosh. And there, were, there had to be people, the, the other ladies in the locked, hearing this conversation going, thinking, and I'm not leaving till that pervert gets out of here. Oh, could have been ugly. Really could have been ugly. Look, you and I must walk by faith. Turn to Isaiah 26. If you, if you listen to the news, you think, man, it's, it's winding down. It's just a mess. Look, verse 3 says, That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. And the world is doing everything it can do to try to get peace. Before I was saved, I drank to get peace. It didn't last very long at all. You can take pills trying to get peace. You can, people believe that if you... Have, if you buy this or if you buy that, if you have a nicer car or nicer house, surely that will bring peace. And it won't. Only our mind stayed on Christ brings peace. That's the only thing. It's, it is unfair to another person to expect that out of them. To do what only God can do. He will give us perfect peace. Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three, These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation. You've got to be out there tonight. You're going to have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Doesn't matter uh, who you are, how old you are. Uh, how old are you, Emily? Are you 18, 19? How old? So I'm sure even at her young age, going away to college, she's probably had tribulation. Probably. I haven't talked to her, but I'm going to guess. No matter if you're 19 or if you're 99, we're going to have tribulation. We are going to have tribulation. The difference is how do we go through it? How do we go through it? The world is watching us, and God wants to remind us this is not the end. Jesus said, "If you, he that believes in me never dies. We're a past from death to life. The believer is death to life. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Another familiar scripture. Remember, he's the rock. His work's perfect. He's the rock. Remember at the end of uh, Matthew 7 where Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount? It talks about two different men. One built a house on the sand. One built a house on the rock. Same thing happened to both of them. Rains descended. Winds blew. Floods came. Beat upon both houses. Only the house that was on the rock stood. He is the rock. 
He's the rock. Oh, your flood will come if it hasn't already. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You can put your name in there. John, his thoughts toward you are peace. Our God. Our God. His thoughts toward us are peace. We took... Uh, we took a drive when we were down there on Route 441 through Gatlinburg, and we went uh, uh, into North Carolina through Tennessee through the mountains. My Lord, how many have ever done that? That same God that spoke that into existence said, My thoughts toward you, Dixie, are peace, not evil. Peace. That same God. He just... Of all the things, it's like a carnival attraction down there uh, on the right and on the left. It's like walking down Bourbon Street in, yeah, thank you. But the most awesome thing you'll ever see is what God just, mountains. (laughs) And there they are. He spoke them. That God says, my thoughts toward you are peace. Well, I don't feel peaceful. You don't have to feel it. But you do need to believe it. My thoughts towards you are of peace and not of evil. Look what he says. And then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. Look at the next part. And I will turn away your captivity. This is our God. Thoughts toward us are peace, not evil. He said, you just call upon me, Camry, and I'll answer you. You call upon me. You ever? I tried calling Lowe's or Home Depot the day before yesterday. Good grief. I could, have had, I could have had that same meal we had there at the Dixie Stampede while I was waiting. It's like, come on, people. So I, I know you don't know me, but I'm actually a customer. Talk to me. Let me. And you're you're on hold. I don't like that music anyway. But God says, if you call upon me, I'll answer you. I'll listen to you. I will answer you. The same God that spoke everything into being said. And by the way, my thoughts towards you, Pat, they're peace, not evil. Why do you think He says that? The evil thoughts come, don't they? The imaginations just come. You think, well, I'll bet no one likes me. I'll bet God doesn't even like me. Well, that goes contrary to his word. God does. He loves us with an everlasting love. Do you love your kids? Do you ever discipline them? Don't answer that, because if you don't, everyone knows. If you love them, you'll, you'll discipline them. You will. They need discipline. And so our Father, some people get an attitude of God when they go through hard times. And yet, those hard times are saying, I'm showing you I love you. Okay. You don't have to say amen for it to be true. Uh, Psalm 18. I couldn't help but notice there in the back by the door, 
an incredibly handsome young boy. Would you mind holding him up? No, it wasn't you, Nathan. <laughs> that is our grandson right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a little bit proud of him, perhaps. Mm-hmm. That is Noah Joel. Psalm 18, verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress. He's a rock. He's a rock. I remember reading that in a children's hospital. When it just seemed like nothing was going right. Nothing. He's the rock. His work is perfect. He's the rock. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. His thoughts toward me are peace, not evil. To give me an expected end. When Shep brought that grandson up here, he's uh, going to get that tumor removed from his spine tomorrow. Little Hayden, I thought, I, t- I told Tiffany, I said, do not listen to the voice of the enemy. God has a plan. His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. And our problem comes when we want to take God's place. God, I insist you do it this way. This is how I want it. Because you say, and I've, I've heard even heard people quote God's scripture to him like they're twisting his arm. Hey, you said this, and so you have to do it. You're nuts. He's the rock. He's the rock. My deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. Did you leave anything out? What is he to you? Aren't you glad he's your rock, Chris? He's my rock. The storms come. That ain't the last one we'll ever have. We've had some since. There will be more to come. Are you breathing? If you're breathing, the storms will come. Welcome to life. But listen, life in Christ is different. We go through it different because we win. We win. God uses the same thing that the enemy intends for evil, God uses for good. God said, all I'm doing, I'm just running the junk out of you. I'm running the world out of you. If you were in Sunday school this morning, you heard testimonies. People say, yeah, I I got close to God when I was going through the fire. That's when we draw close to God. We don't have to turn our back and run from God in the trials. We're to run to Him. He's the rock. He is the rock. There's a place, uh, Nate and I were fishing down Dillon Falls, down by Lumbertown. Anyone ever fish down there? It's not a blast. I love it. It's like a smorgasbord. You can catch anything. But out there in the middle, there's this one great big rock. 
It's been there as long as I can ever remember. If you if you know where it's at, you know what I'm talking about. It's I mean the the they'll let the water out of the dam and it'll be I don't know how many feet over that rock. It'll just rush. That rock ain't moved. He's the rock. He's immovable. You stand on that rock, you're going to be safe. You build on that rock, you're going to be safe. You're going to be secure. Storms are coming, just like they have in the past. Verse 3 says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, it doesn't say when I was doing real good and all my bills were paid and I was feeling good, I called upon the Lord. No, it says in my distress. I called upon the Lord, cried unto my God. Look at the next part. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even unto his ears. Look what happens when someone calls upon God. A saint calls upon our God. Verse 7 says, Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundation also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up a smoke. Out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured, coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed, hailstones, coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, yea, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows, scattered them. He shot out lightnings, disconfited them. Then the channels of water were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils, because someone called upon him. That's our God. He's the rock. It gets better. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. Can you say amen? He drew me out of many waters. He is the rock. He brought me forth. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also in a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. You can believe it or don't believe it. I'm telling you, I'm here because my God delighted in me. You're here for the same reason. That's our God. Because his thoughts toward us are peace, not evil. God is not waiting on you to mess up so he can smack you. That's not our God. You're a sicko if you ever did that with your kids. No one in their right mind would do that to their own child. No one. Just wait on them to mess up so they could make fun of them or they could send them to their room or punish them somehow. That's not our God. 
He commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. He began the good work. He'll be faithful to perform it. He began it. Clint, he began it. You didn't. He began the good work in us. No one in here can say, well, one day I decide. No, he began the good work. We are here because uh, Jesus said, no man could come to me except the Spirit draw him. No one said, well, one day I just mustered up this thing and, and I decided I was going to get saved. No. The Spirit drew you and I. He did not save us to torment us. Fear has torment. God doesn't. That's not the way he operates. Peace, not evil. To give you an expected end. Peace. He's an awesome God. Uh, Psalm 91. He's the rock. He that dwells, verse 1, in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge, my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. My gosh. Someday, if you've not been there, you're going to have that day. You'll get the bad report. And you'll have to say, He's the rock. He's the rock. Like Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He's the rock. His way is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. His ways are not our ways. They are higher. You need to probably go home, look yourself in the mirror and say, you are not in control. (laughs) It takes the heat off. It does. That's why there's so many frustrated Christians. They believe they ought to be able to do what they want, when they want, ask what they want, get what they want. And if they don't, they're done. Bless me. This is what talking in Sunday school this morning. Everyone wants blessed financially. Oh, bless me, bless me, bless me. And yet Jesus said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. He says nothing about a wall in Jerusalem. He said, a needle. You look it up in the Greek, it says, a needle to sew with. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the gates of heaven. I know, but I'd be the exception. I'd pay off the church all spit. You don't even tithe now. Come on. You would not be the exception. You would not be. God has a plan for us, and I don't think it's for us to be filthy rich. Well, brother, that might be all right for you, but it is for me. You know what? You, you, the enemy's got a hook in your jaw. I'm the exception. I could be rich. I, I, I just want to be. That's why I'm playing the lottery. Isn't it amazing? People who don't tithe play the lottery, but they'd pay off the church. If you played lottery, I hope God paddles you real hard, real hard. It's a poor witness, especially if you don't tithe. If you tithe, you're allowed to be that foolish, I guess. I don't think it's very wise, but you've got you to think the love of money 
is the root of all evil. It's the only reason anyone plays lottery, right? He that hastes to be rich, hastes with his feet to be rich, sinneth, it tells us in Proverbs. Oh, but I'd be the exception. No, you wouldn't. If I wouldn't be, you wouldn't be. Where did I leave off? Verse 3 says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Are you catching this? His truth. Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Get in your word and read your word. He says his word. Verse 5 says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Look at what happened with anthrax. Are you out there? Remember that and the, the, the scare with the postal service? A spirit of fear gripped this nation. God said, hey, have you set your love on me? It ain't going to come nigh you. It's not going to happen to you. You know why? Because his thoughts toward us are peace, not evil, to give us an expected end. He's not waiting on you to mess up again. He knows you're going to. You're housed in the same thing I am. You understand? That's what the cross was all about. Some, somehow in all of this, we've lost sight of what happened at Calvary. I'm going to heaven not because of what I do. I'm going to heaven because of what Jesus did. Believe it or not, you're not, you're not either. You're not going to heaven because you're good, because... You're not the exception. You're not good. Well, he told me I wasn't good. I don't want to lie to you. The Word of God says there's none righteous, no, not one. You can't be the exception if I can't be. There's not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Ecclesiastes 7.20. Not out there. It ain't in me, and it ain't in you. The only good in us is God. Oh, we need to get a hold of it. His thoughts toward us are peace, not evil. Verse 8 says, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon. Shalt thou trample under his feet. God says, because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me. I will answer him. 
I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Peace, not evil. Peace. He's the rock. His work is perfect. He has a plan. That's why the word of God says we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and don't lean unto. Do you realize how limited mine and your understanding is? I've heard people say, when I get to heaven, I got a list. I'm going to tell God, I want to know why this happened. I want to know what. When I get to heaven, you're going to see me do one thing. Glory to God. Fall at his feet as dead. That's what everyone else has done that's recorded. I don't think I'm going to be standing there. How come this? How come? I'm just going to be glad to be there. You understand? That's, that's his plan toward us. Our peace, not evil. One day, you and I. One day, there was a. Seemed like as you, farther south you go, people get more into horses. And they are up here. You realize one day you and I will be riding on white horses. If you don't like horses, you will. You will. One day you'll love you'll love white horses. I, I just cannot imagine what it'd be like. I'll be on my white horse. Look at Mike. How you doing, brother? He'll be on his white horse. We'll be on white horses one day. This is the army of God. Don't lose sight of all this stuff going on. There, there is a day coming, church. Do not be discouraged. Do not be faint in heart. There's a day coming. There's a day coming when you will walk fine, June. You will have a brand new body. I bet I can't wait to see you do somersaults. How many of you watch Carl Edwards' NASCAR? Gets off when he wins a race. They're watching. What's he do? He flips backward. Watch June do that. When we get there, watch that happen. She will have a new body, as you and I will. It's coming, church. Do not walk by sight. Do not let the enemy discourage you. There is a hell to be shunned. But I'm telling you, there is a heaven that you and I do not want to miss. Be encouraged. Oh, my gosh. I haven't come this far to stop now. I, t- I told Marsha the other day, I said, you know what? If if you get thinking about heaven, dang, I mean, it makes you homesick. It's like there's more there than there are here. Especially the older you get. More of your, your the people you've known. It's like, wow, what a, what a meeting there's going to be on the other side. I remember... Uh, one time we went to a, uh, I got to preach one night at a revival at a little town. What was the name of it, Tim? You and Carol were there down uh, in the middle of Egypt. Da- down uh, 555. No, it's way down beyond that. I can't think of the name. But anyway, we were, we were done there. It was, it was over. And as we were leaving... There was this old lady, and she was bent over like this, kind of like Dad is. And she was bent over like this, walking with her, her cane. And, and the six of us were leaving. We were heading back to the car, and she just stopped. Lifted herself up like that, looked me right in the eye. She said, see you on the streets of gold. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, you will. 
on the streets of gold. My gosh, what a day. First uh, John 4. Verse 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you know Christ as your Lord and your Savior? Can you say you know him? Greater is he that's in you than he that's out there in the world. Well, how come we don't live like it? How come we, the enemy oppresses us and we bite on his stuff? We take a hook, line, and sinker. And all the time, God says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. They're peace, not evil. You think of the evil that the enemy throws into your mind. Those fiery darts, think of them. What he tells you, tells you about your health, your children, your parents, your work, your house, your bills. It's just like a barrage. One starts and then just like paintball, they come. And there's one thing that quenches those fiery darts. You know what it is, don't you? It takes a shield of faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. No matter who you are, how long you've known Christ, the enemy has fiery darts for you. He's got a different one for you, Jody, than he's got for John. But I want to tell you what, you both get them, don't you? He's got a different one for Keith than he does for Amber. But he's got fiery darts. God says, greater is he that's in you than he that's spitting out them darts. Trust in me. Stand in awe of him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Stand in awe. Let all the inhabitants of the earth stand in awe of Him. That's all I could do. When we went, when we went out Gatlinburg and we were at, I don't know what that peak is, you were 5,036 feet above sea level. You can see for, wow, it's a long ways. I said, I know creation groans, but right now I think it's screaming. Look at me. Look what my Creator just spoke into existence. That same God says, my thoughts towards you are peace, not evil. Why would He save us to torment us? Why? Whoever gave God a reason to save Him? You kidding me? Most of us, God found in the gutter. Did He not? Not when everything was going fine. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. He began the good work. He moved on our hearts. 
Spirit drew us to him, why would he just leave us? He began the good work. He will be faithful to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Oh, it takes the heat off. Doesn't mean we just kick back. Just we rest in knowing it's him. It is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure, the word says. It's God. I've been saved 26 years. I, I give up looking for good. It's non-existent. The only good in me is God. Uh, Romans 8. I bet there's not a person in here that the enemy has not said, your situation's never going to change. He tell you that one? Or better yet, it'll get worse. That's how the enemy operates. He comes with a spirit of fear, gloom and doom, steal, kill, destroy. Which one you want? That's what he does. That's his plan, and he executes it. And so something inside of us, called the Spirit of God, is there to, to check us. So let's cast that down. That's an imagination. It's exalting itself against your knowledge of me. Cast that down. That's what we're to do. Romans 8, start with verse 28. And we know. I like that. We don't imagine. We don't think. We don't assume. We know. We know that all things work together for good. Doesn't say all things are good. All things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of a son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And he is for us. He is for us. And as a matter of fact, not only is he for us, but his thoughts toward us are peace, not evil, to give us an expected end. He's the rock. His work is perfect. He's the rock. Our God. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. So who's there? The accuser of the brethren. Remember Joshua the high priest and Zechariah? What's he doing? He's standing right there in God's presence. And he accuses the brethren to resist. That's what he does. He resists God. He opposes him. He doesn't win, but he opposes him. Who is he that condemns? It's Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Watch the passion. Watch the passion. 
He did that because He loves us. He planned it out. His thoughts toward us are peace, not of evil, to give us an expected end. The cross made that possible. We can now go with Him to heaven, right? But it wasn't finished at the cross. He sends the Holy Ghost to fill us, to encourage us, to strengthen us. He goes to heaven, sends the spear. He goes to heaven and he's making intercession for us. Even as we speak. Good grief. How can we? You, I don't, if you want more good news than that, I don't know what to tell you. Good gosh. My God is praying for me right now. He is make, he ever lives to make intercession for the saints. Wow. Oh, what a God. Only he could dream this up. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. No. In all these things. Not when we come out of them. In them. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. In them. In, not, I can, God, just get me out of this. In them. Right when we are in them, we are more than conquerors. It's when he does the work in us, church. He does. No one likes to hear that. No one wants to hear anything about trials and tribulations, yet God does His greatest work in us when they're going on. I don't long for it. Don't hear me wrong. But I'm telling you, you will draw closer and closer to God through the trials, through the tribulation, through pain. We cry out to God. That's when it happens. I'm persuaded, verse 38, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to know who you've been listening to. Because the enemy comes to you and he says, God not only doesn't love you, you're not even saved. If he tells me that, he's got to tell you that. You are a dirt bag. He can't get, you make God sick. He can't even stand to look at you. That's the voice of the enemy. God says, ain't nothing going to separate my love for you. Nothing. Nothing is able to. I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are peace, not evil, to give you an expected end. You put your name in there, no matter what it is. All things work together for good. All things. All things. We trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We don't lean on to our own understanding. This is not the final chapter. It's a chapter. But it's not the final chapter. This is just one of the chapters we walk through. Whatever it is you're walking through right now. This is not the end. Oh, be encouraged, church. Be encouraged. It's just stuff. Some stuff's more oppressive than others, but it's still stuff. 
and we still win. Because we are more than a conqueror through him that loved us. His thoughts toward us are peace, not evil, to give us an expected end. He's the rock. Oh, if you ever grab hold of one scripture, it needs to be that one. He's the rock. His work is perfect. He's got a plan. I don't have to know it to believe it. If I knew it, I'd just argue with him anyway. Wouldn't we? Turn to John 14. Verse 1, Jesus says simply, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. He's busy. He's making intercession. And he's preparing a place for us. You and I. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about heaven? What it's going to be like? In my father's house are many mansions or many rooms. I, I don't know whether it's going to be like a condo. You ever wonder that? Are we going to be stacked on top of each other? Or long? How's it going to work, Lord? Can't wait to see it. But He's doing. He's doing it. He's preparing a place for us right now. And if you've ever had second thoughts about serving God, man, I'm going to throw this all in. I want you to see what it is that God is preparing for you and I, because His thoughts toward us are peace. Not evil. Sometimes I can just hear my horse going. I'm telling you, one day you and I are going to sit on white horses. Whether you like horses or not, you will have one and you will ride and you will be happy. You will like it, especially when you see what happens to those who don't. I don't like the idea of blood bridle high, bridle deep on horses for hundreds of miles. That don't sound like fun to me. Revelation 21. Is your name written in the book of life? Oh, you have much to be thankful for. Quit let the enemy beat you up. Don't bite on his stuff. He's, he's just throwing different lures out there, seeing what you'll take. Don't. Don't do it. He has a plan for you. And he does for me, too. They're peace, not evil. Peace. When peace goes, it's not God. Verse 1 says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. 
I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. My Lord, have you ever thought about the one who spoke this into being, who gave himself for us, one day a nail-pierced hand will come to each one of us and wipe away our tears. God himself shall wipe away the tears. Doesn't send an angel. Wouldn't you think it'd be awesome if it was an angel? Wouldn't you give anything to see an angel right now? But it's not going to be an angel. It's God Himself shall wipe away all their tears. Oh, church, heaven's going to be awesome. I think of heaven, I think of a lot of stuff. And it's all good. That's what's waiting on you and I. Because his thoughts toward us are peace, not evil. To give us an expected end. Uh, I, do, I do think a lot about seeing our son. But really, as much as seeing our son, I think about our son seeing our sons. They're his brother's. And his sister, I think, my Lord, what a reunion. I have a sister who was killed instantly in a car crash. I wonder what Connie looks like now. Connie, if you ever knew Connie, Connie went to Cornerstone and you would always see Connie. She had a big flag, a big banner. She just loved to praise and worship God. Uncle Marv. Grandpa. Doris do. I don't know what Doris looks like now. Oh, my gosh. See, you can't go there. You can't start thinking about it. It just makes you homesick. But there are more there than there are here. Raymond Clifford. Christy's dad. He was a holdout, but he gave in. <laughs> Oh, sweet Glenna Glenda, will you pray that man in? She loved him in the kingdom. Christie's mother. Heaven, look, that is what is to gain, church. That is what is to gain. I, I think about going to uh, the funeral and uh, Joyce's dad when he passed away. And all the things, this, this man loved God. He loved God. What? I know that when uh, people pass away, they, they put all these things in the paper about them. Uh, they belong to this chapter of that and that chapter of this. And they were uh, on the board at the bank. And they, and yeah, I, I listened to what happened uh, to Joyce's dad, his life. My gosh, it was all about God. It was just all about God. And now he also. Is on streets of gold. Those who have gone on before us and know Christ, they are on streets 
of gold. Look, if it happens to me, and I'm laying there, I have a heart attack someday. Oh, God, let's pray. Let's ask God to put life back in and come back. Leave me alone. You leave me alone. Oh, my gosh. Who in the world would want to come back to this? When we will see him face to face, and he says, I will wipe. His, can you imagine seeing the hand of Jesus come and wipe your tears? It's going to happen. He will wipe away all tears. What in the world is down here that can touch that? What, what are we hanging on to down here that could possibly even compete remotely with us? How can the world get that much of a hook in our jaw and the enemy deceive us that much? And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. He said unto me, It's done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. You need any more incentive? We win, church. We win. I don't care what the enemy's been telling you. Isn't it amazing that all the things that the enemy breathes in our ears and he warns us about are right here? And God says... In the book of Colossians, set your affections on things, uh-huh, not on things of the earth. Don't, don't be concerned with this. Set your affections. Store up treasure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What is it going to be like? Can you imagine missing a Larry Dean? I still remember Larry. Over on in South Zanesville, that little church over there coming up front and just weeping, praying, receiving Christ. How many years ago has that been? Approximately. <laughs> what a God. He says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Peace and not of evil would give you an expected end. Every one of us. Every one of us. That's why we're here. Because God, we love Him because <laughs> He started it. How many times did you hear that grump? He started it. But God started it. We love Him because He loved us. He commended His love toward us while we as yet sinners. Christ died for the ungodly. That is why this is good news. Man, I... I th- the Holy Ghost needs to just take a bow back. Shake us. It's good news. You're saved. You're not on your way to hell anymore. How can I? It's been 26 years. I'm not tired of it yet. 
I'm not bored with being saved. If, if you're bored with it, you got something different than what I got. Because he's come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. This is life. I remember trying to find life in a bottle of Miller's. Called Miller High Life, and I'd be called Miller Low Life. Romans 5. Michael, if you want to work your way up here. Oh, this is just too good not to read. Verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified, you see the next two words? By faith. That's what separates us from every other, if you want to call religion. Because we're not trusting in what we have done. We're trusting in what someone else has done at the cross. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. That's what we do, right? Everyone glories in tribulations. Oh, thank you, Lord. But there's a reason for them. Tribulations work patience. Patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet... Perhaps for a good man, someone even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Much more than being now justified by his blood. Now. Not, but if I just if I could do this, if I could being now justified by his blood. And when I see the blood, I will I will pass over you. We are justified by his blood. My mic's off. No one heard me. We are justified by his blood and his blood alone. Period. Nothing else is going to get you to heaven. We're justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Because his thoughts toward us are peace, not evil, to give us an expected end. Tribulations come, tribulations go. He's the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. That same God. He's the rock.
One day, a rock is going to wipe away all tears. The rock. Can you imagine one day looking at that hand? Shed his blood for you and I, and one day that same hand will come as we weep. Our God said, I began the good work. I'll be faithful to perform it. Just trust in me with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. The next thing that comes by, that wants to sweep you out, you see, he said, I'm the rock. Just stand on me. I'm the rock. Floods will come. Winds will come. Rains will descend. They'll go. You'll be on the rock. You'll stay. Your house is on the rock. I don't know if anyone in here is without salvation. I cannot see inside your heart. But I will tell you this. This same God who spoke the universe into being, sent his son to die for you, would love you enough to bring you here tonight to let you know you must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. If you've never received Christ... It is important you start with repentance, which is a complete turning around. Say, God, I acknowledge that I am a sin, a sinner. I want you to forgive me. Today I invite Christ into my life. Change me. My, my sinner's prayer was, help! That's how I prayed. And he came and he saved me. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. He changed me. He took a black heart, washed it in red blood, and made it whiter than snow. He's a great God. For the rest of you that know Him, you can come to this altar. You can stay in your pew. I don't care what you do, but I think that everyone in this room that knows Christ needs to take a couple minutes I just praise Him. And thank Him, because He's worthy. He's taken us. He has redeemed us. Written our names. Engraved our names in the palm of His hands. Tells us in Isaiah 34. Your name, Brian Hayes. Engraved in God's palm. Oh, my gosh. Clint Revenal in the palm of God's hand. He's loved us with an everlasting love. He has. By stand. Just give him some praise tonight. Give him some thanks. He's worthy.